You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. And welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. And today I am broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia. Guess what? I am so thankful that you've made a decision to join me from all over the world today. And if you are listening to this recording, you better get excited. You know why? Because I believe that your life will never be the same again. And as a matter of fact, the Spirit of God has attracted you here. You were drawn to this. You were searching and you found it. And your life will never, ever be the same again. Well, happy uh, great day to you or evening, whatever time it might be that you're listening uh, to the show. Uh, Wow, do I have a powerful show for you today. And you say, Constance, you say that every week and you're so right. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about the power of being focused and intentional. And our guest is going to give you a four-step guide to intentionally creating your best life. Now, anybody interested in that? Because, you know, it is the second half of the year and it's really time for you to take a look at, huh, what have I been doing? Where do I need to switch and change? What do I need to put more of my focus and attention on? And so um, get ready because you're going to be really blessed and changed. Well, I had my meet and greet here in Atlanta uh, last weekend, and guess what? I cried the entire time. It was so powerful. My mentor, James Powers, and another one of my friends, Lucy Sharp, sponsored the event. And I tell you, people came from all over. I was just expecting people to show up just in the Atlanta area. Uh, or maybe the southeast, but I just had people coming from all over and they were sharing their testimony about how the Think, Believe and Manifest talk show has changed their lives. And that's what it's all about. So you better get ready because I'm probably going to be coming near a city to heat. To a city near you. I got that out. And uh, it was so powerful and so moving to hear how their lives are changed. So I- I'm so grateful and thankful for that. Let's see. Uh, of course, you can follow me on social media, uh, LOA Constance. That's on Twitter and on Instagram. Instagram and on Facebook is Coach with Constance. And Jules has. Uh, uh, prepared another powerful magazine. You can go to lawofattractionmagazine.net and of course you can read that digitally free. And what else do I want to say? 
Okay, I want to uh, really let you know that I would love to be your next keynote or keynote plus or professional trainer. And I want you guys to go to my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com and just click on my speaking link. You know, sometimes I forget everything, <laughs> you know, that I've done. But these are just a few of my client clients. I I can't read them all, but I'm going to say Connecticut, Georgia, Tennessee, Michigan, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, state governments. I've also uh, spoken at Delta Airlines, Lockheed Martin, uh, the United States Post Office, AFL-CIO, uh, large universities that includes Georgia Southern, Clark Atlanta University, Atlanta University. Um, I've had major contracts where I've conducted training, staff development training for labor departments, for VA medical centers, for uh, Department of Family and Children's Services. I've spoken at Chamber of Commerce. You name it, I probably have done it. And I would just love to speak at your event. I also was one of the featured speakers for the hip-hop mogul Russell Simmons Success Tour. He had a tour that went around the country, and I was one of those speakers. And so I, I would certainly love to customize my training and my speech for your organization and help to make it a phenomenal success. How many of y'all have ever been to somebody who was speaking and you were just like, oh, my God, who paid them? You were bored because people want you, you want to be entertained. So you have to entertain and inform and leave people with lots of how to's. So uh, if you are on a committee for an upcoming event or if you are thinking about putting on a big conference, contact me and let's speak. Uh, of course, my email is Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. And those of you who would love to coach with me, just email me. We can get going in a couple of weeks. And I think that's about it. Oh, I know one last thing. Do you have any really wonderful manifestations that have happened in your life at the beginning of 2019? I would love to hear from you because, you know, it's one thing when I teach or when I'm interviewing somebody. But when you have someone else on who may seem just like, uh, you know, just an ordinary person, we're all extraordinary, but just an ordinary person who has really tapped into God, who has really tapped into uh, some of the universal principles, and they are just manifesting like crazy. I want you to email me because I would love to have you on my show. As a matter of fact, over the next couple of weeks, I am going to be having some people on my show so that they can share their story, share their testimony. So why am I doing that? I'm doing that simply because it gives you hope. It gives you faith. And you can see and say, well, wow, if they did that, that then I can I can keep moving forward for the remainder of 2019. So don't be shy. 
I would love to hear your story and uh, would love to interview you so that listeners all over the world can hear your story and be motivated and changed. And, you know, our demonstrations and manifestations are really not for us. I mean, we're the ones who initially benefit from it, but really our manifestations and demonstrations are for others. It's to encourage, to inspire, to motivate, shed light on, hey, this can work for you. So I cannot wait to hear what you guys have to say. So uh, send me an email, Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. And guess what? I'm going to go to these quick commercials and then I'm going to be right back. And we're going to learn how to be faithfully focused. So stay tuned. Do you have an upcoming event where you need a dynamic speaker? Constance Arnold is a sought-after keynote speaker that will enlighten the entire audience with proven strategies that are aligned with your organization's vision and mission. An experienced speaker for major Fortune 500 companies, Constance has entertained audiences with inspiring change. Constance would love to make your next event an extraordinary success. Contact her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. For the past 30 years, Constance Arnold has coached clients globally in the areas of relationships, wealth, and career. Her vast clinical background gives her extraordinary understanding of human behavior to accelerate manifestation. Every coaching client receives proven action plans to create change from the inside out. Constance will be right by your side. Talk to her today at Constance at FulfillingYourPurpose.com. Okay, everybody, I'm back and excited about my guest today. Uh, my very special guest is Dr. Tranika Turner-Went, and she is the author of the best-selling book, Faithfully Focus, Your Simple Four-Step Guide to Intentionally Creating Your Best Life Now. And don't we all desire that? She has like 19 years of experience in the in the healthcare field as an administrator and mental health practitioner practitioner. I got that out and she's going to be telling us how we can really create uh, our best life now. So Dr. Turner went, welcome to the Think, Believe and Manifest talk show. Thank you, Constance. I'm so excited about being here today. Wow. I, I can't wait to get into your book, but tell our listeners just a little bit about uh, who you are. You, you're, you're calling from what great city? I am a native of Fort Worth, Texas. Okay, it's hot in Texas this time of the year. And uh, tell us a little bit more about your background before we get into your book. Well, I am a licensed mental health practitioner as well as a clinical sociologist. I have been providing mental health services to people, um, really children, families, adolescents, and adults for just about 19 years and um, have been really fortunate to work with people from all walks of life, from the affluent to the chronically ill to those in the public health care system, and have um, thankfully just watched people 
see results in their lives from um, working together and combining our energies and deciding what it is we want to see um, in their lives and allowing them to lead that and um, just guide those sessions together with them. I am also a clinical sociologist, which means that I get to monitor um, healthcare interventions and provide um, feedback really uh, to the state and actually at the national level to let the writers of those interventions know how they are working and whether or not um, the audience to which they are intended, whether um, they're digesting them and how um, and provide that feedback to them. You sound really, really smart, uh, Dr. Went. That's all I can say. So let's get into your book because, you know, uh, it is the middle of the year and a lot of people might be thinking or feeling, wow, I thought by now I would have manifested or I believed at the beginning of 2019 I would have, but it hasn't happened yet. And it sounds like your book is going to help us today. So Faithfully Focused, I love that title. Why did you uh, feel like God gave you that download? Well, Constance, I was raised in a faith-filled background. My, um, I'm a PK, and I spent a lot of time in, in church, um, and I got to see people who were filled with faith um, sometimes not get their desired outcome. And I wondered, even growing up just as a child and as a teenager and as a young adult, why some people receive the answer to their prayers and why some people didn't. And as I became more um, ingrained in the mental health care field, I became more aware that people who have faith sometimes just don't have focus. Mm. Um, they, they have a lot of faith and they're committed to prayer and they're committed to the study of scripture. But when it comes to really deciding what it is they want and naming what it is they want and what it, how they want that to look in their lives, um, they often don't know how to do that because they haven't been given the tools to do so. So that is what Faithfully Focused does. It gives individuals the tools to ask for what it is they are believing for. Okay, let's start with the four steps. What's the first step that a person should really begin to take a look at to begin to be focused? Well, the first step is to characterize what it is they desire. You know, everything has a character. Everything has a name and your name really gives it um it's character. So you you need to characterize your desire if it is that you um, want just say to be married and you're a woman, you can say, you know, I want a handsome husband. My desire is to have a handsome husband. So you, that, that's, that's using that adjective that, um, describes, it gives, um, your desire a description. So, so, so should they write that down when you say characterize? So does that mean that they're going to identify this is what I want? What would that look like? So would they write it down or become clear about it? Absolutely. They, they first need to just become clear about it. So you need to describe what it is that you want. You need to paint the picture for yourself of what it is you want. You need to give um, a visual definition to your mind, to your brain of what it is you want. So that, 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 that paintbrush 
of words. You, you need to use it um, to characterize um, your desire and give those descriptive words to what it is you're asking for. Well, you know, a lot of people say, I want more money. You know, I grew up in the church, so I know where you're coming from because we know God is not holding anything back from us. And, you know, it's our mindset and our thinking that needs to um, switch and change. So a lot of people say, well, I know what I want. So why do you think that people who really do kind of can characterize what they want is not happening for them? Well, because there's more to it than that. So characterizing is just one step in the entire process. So you also have to have an appreciation for what it is that you're asking for. And I have found that as you begin to appreciate what it is that you're asking for, you really begin to get more in alignment with that thing. So if you're asking for and we'll stick with the um, idea of a mate. If you're asking for, just say, a really physically fit mate and you haven't um, worked out in a while, as you're focusing on attracting a physically fit mate, you may say, wow, you know, I, I need to go take a brisk walk today. So that helps you to become um, more aligned with what it is you are asking for. And we know that asking and believing is one part, but getting in alignment so that you can receive is the other half of um, manifesting. So what do you mean by getting an alignment when you say that? What do you mean? Right. I, I mean, th- it, it is the act of lining yourself up with um, your goal or with your desire. So if you are a person who wants to um, just say become wealthy and mm-hmm. um, you want to save Um, money, then if you are constantly going on shopping sprees, that is not in alignment with saving um, money. So you have to to move to the place of your desire. I I have a, a, um, in my book, it's called Delivery Zone Tips. And these things help you get into the, the the zone of your delivery. When when uh, Amazon is looking for um, your house, you have a zip code. And yes, that zip code may cover quite a broad area, but if it were at least delivered in your zip code, um, you could more easily find it than if it were delivered in a zip code that is in a completely different state. So sometimes we're in a whole different state of mind. We're not aligned with what it is we're asking for. Yeah, I love how you said just get in line. So so what about intentional thinking? Once people decide what they want and appreciate it, what role does our thoughts and our thinking and all of the beliefs that we have impact uh, our uh, goals and dreams? Constance, you have said um it well um when when you talk about beliefs you know beliefs really drive they are the driving force for our outer reality you can um desire something but if you can't ever believe that it can actually be yours then 
again, you are misaligned with um, your request. And there is an entire process that really starts with your subconscious mind um, that happens when you are wanting to change your belief. Because beliefs really come to us in a way from from childhood. We, we sort of get programmed from, you know, the age of um, actually before we're born in utero, we start to get programmed with um, the beliefs of those around us. Um, and all the way up to the age of seven years old, we're just um, recording and taking in information. And then we begin to see that in our outer reality as we get older. So a, a lot of times we may not know exactly what it is that is hindering us from receiving or from getting um, becoming aligned with what it is we're asking for. But those underlying beliefs really play a major role in us receiving our desired outcome. And, you know, you're so right. And so if a person has a, a belief, let's just talk about money and they may say or define, okay, I want wealth and I want abundance, but then their thoughts, beliefs create thinking. And so then if you believe I'm not worthy, I don't know anybody who has money, nobody in my family, and you continually think that, how would a person begin to kind of steer their thoughts toward what their intention is once they know what they want? Oh, I love this question (laughs) because um, I actually, on my own manifestation journey, I had to sort of pull up on this, but sticking with your example, if you are a person who desires wealth and you've not seen wealth, that's that's quite okay. You can write the wealth story that you desire to have literally with your own pen and paper. I would start there. Mm. And then you want to just go places where wealth hangs out. (laughs) You want to go places where uh, wealth sits and you want to go places where um, people who um, are affluent um, congregate and you want to just observe. You you don't have to mix and mingle. You just need to observe because that energy is is there. And you you can feel it. Uh, uh, I've often told a story that my mentor, James Powers, told me. He said, you need to go to the Ritz-Carlton. This is about two decades ago. Uh So, you know, you pull up to the Ritz-Carlton, you know, everything is really luxurious, you know, valet parking. And then he said, just go and have a cup of tea. And I went in and had a cup of tea and they said $20. And I'm like, what? (laughs) You know, at the time, but I was right in the middle of uh, abundance. I I looked at people, I watched people, they were able to bring their dogs in. And so you're so right. So even at that time, even though I didn't have wealth in my life, I was just sitting and observing and it really impacted me. And I said to myself, one day I'll have this. Yes. So it expands true. your belief. It, it expands your consciousness. And I, I like that story. Um, one similar to that is um, I was listening to or reading something that was talking about uh, Dr. Johnny Coleman and Les Brown. And in the beginning of his ministry, he wondered how he could not um, um attract more than eight congregants to his ministry. And he went to his mentor, uh, Dr. Johnny Coleman, and she said to him, it's because you have an eight person 
consciousness. Whoa. So you'll need to expand your consciousness <laughs> so that you can attract more members. And as we now know, Les Brown speaks to, you know, thousands upon thousands yeah. <laughs> around the world. So it wow. is so true. Once you can expand your consciousness, even just spending $20 on a cup of tea, that that broke the mold for you. Yeah, it did. Hey, Wes is uh, Les is one of the biggest motivational ballers in the world right now, yeah. if the truth be known. So what's the next step that uh, listeners can take? So after you characterize and appreciate, you want to requisition the universe. Mm. And I love and, I love that verbiage. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't stop at request because we sort of all know what a request is. And when I looked up um, requisition, it really likened it to uh, someone in an office setting making a request for a purchase. And it, it talked about how they have to give all of the specifications just to order a box of pens in our office you have to write down you know the quantity mm-hmm. the exact name the specific code the catalog from which you are ordering is it light blue dark blue is it gel you know there are lots of um characteristics that you have to describe when you are making a requisition so i use that word so that readers would know this is more than you know a, a simple ask and a and an ask is a great place to start. But when you begin to requisition, you are getting the real specifics of what is within your reach of um, manifestation. And so it sounds like that people would get really detailed. That is exactly I, what I, I'm saying. I, I want a black car. I want a black um, Mercedes with tan interior, two-door you know, eight cylinder. Is that what you're talking about when you requisition? That is exactly what I'm speaking of with, with, a, with a car note that is, um, that, right. that make me, that I'll be happy to pay each, each month. It, you don't even have to say what the amount is, just one that you will be happy to pay each month. That, that means it's not a burden on you. So whatever the amount is, you have more than enough to cover it. I love that. So what about people who say, well, you know, I've 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 prayed and I put in my requisition and I'm just waiting on God. If somebody <laughs> if if I hear another person say that or Dr. Wynn, I'm going to slap somebody. I'm just waiting on God. I'm waiting on the universe, uh, but I'm just waiting and believing. What's your take on that? I see so many people waiting. Constance, um, there is a notion that good things come to those who wait. And I think that we have maybe gotten spoiled to um, waiting. Um, I think in actuality, um, the, the idea is that we came here with a purpose and God is waiting on us to requisition the universe, to requisition him and to get in alignment, to co-create with him. The manifestation of our heart, the desires of our heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, excuse me. And just like you said with Dr. When Les Brown went to uh, Dr. Coleman, is it Dr. Coleman? Yes. And and asked, you know, why is it that I don't have a larger audience? And and, And he said it wasn't that God of the universe was holding back, but Les had to expand his consciousness. And so as people are making their uh their request known 
they have that's expanding their mind and their consciousness. Is that right? When they write it out and get clear about it and all of that. You are absolutely right. It, it, it is expanding their consciousness and it is also causing them to engage with that for which they are asking. Sometimes we, we have a bit of a set it and forget it mentality. Mm-hmm. And um, that can take you so far. But when you're asking for something, especially something that you have not ever had, such as um, in your statement, a Mercedes Benz or wealth or a spouse, you have to begin to engage in ways that you have not done before. So you have to begin to think about it. So that's part of what that writing process does. That is part of what that requisitioning process does. And part of what your mentor had you do with just going and sitting at the Ritz-Carlton and and ordering that cup of tea, you were engaging with the environment of wealth. So we have to engage with the environment that we are asking to be accepted into. That's so good. And what's the last step? Well, that is the last step. It is the engagement process. We must engage with um, our desire. You can't really create something that you have no idea what it is. So true. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like uh, building building a house and you know ordering the vacuum before um, it, the house is built, and, and you know it's sitting in the garage all this time, and then when you get the house you've never looked at the vacuum to see what what the features are so you you know you don't know what to do with the hose you didn't know that it had a steamer on it and you didn't know that it was a little robot in there that made it you know sort of go on autopilot so you have to engage in order to know what something is capable of doing so that when you get it you know how to handle it with care so give us those four steps again so listeners can get it down number one is is to characterize. You want to characterize your desire. Okay. Next Secondly, one. you want to appreciate it. Okay. So when you say appreciate, is that the same thing as gratitude? I'm just trying to get clear for my listeners. Well, appreciation and gratitude, they are along the same spectrum. So if you were grateful for what it is that you're um, asking for, knowing that it is going to come to you. Um, And I believe that gratitude is more of an end result while appreciation can be in the process of. So you're appreciating the specific characteristics of the desire, even before you get it. Oh, I so appreciate. Before I met my husband, I started to appreciate men with beards. I just really started to love to see men with beards. And so I I just appreciated it. Every time I saw it, I was like, wow, that looks so good on a clean shaven beard just looks so good on a man. Wow. And what's the third step? The third one is requisition. You have to requisition. You have to write your detailed order for what it is you are desiring. And lastly, Lastly, engage. You want to find yourself in an environment where you are engaging with what it is you desire. Well, you know, these are all great steps, but I know it's a process and I'm going to have you share your story in a minute. But but I, you do have a chapter on focus forward. So explain how that would work in this process. What do you mean by that? Focusing forward. Well, it it is the same as, well, let's start with this. When I was um, 
in the process of, of manifesting marriage, I had to look to the future <laughs> because I hadn't had it in the past and I didn't have it right now. So the only place that it was for me was in the future. So I began to decide how it is I wanted my marriage to to look. And I began to think about that and appreciate it before it even became um, material in my outer reality. Yeah, I can see that. And so let's talk about your manifestation. So what was your what was your intention and explain how you walked through this process that you're sharing with the listeners? And and can I say um, with full transparency, I didn't realize at the time that I was going through this process as I was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really in retrospect, but I when I um, just got the guidance from Spirit to sit down and write down the process, that I realized, oh wow, <laughs> this is what I did. Now I was intentional about becoming married, and when I wrote it in retrospect, I could see my intentionality. I knew that I was being intentional, but this process. It is really what I had been using with um, my clients in practice for just about my entire 20 years. I didn't want them to come and sit and talk to me only about the past. I wanted them to have a vision for their future and to be able to talk to me about what they appreciate about their life right now so that we didn't stay in a place of of, of pain. Um, and it was fine if we, I needed to guide them through that, but I wanted to, them to find a way that we could lift ourselves out of that. So um, that really is how this entire process has come about. So um, in, in manifesting a marriage, this was kind of in hindsight, but um, I, I'll tell you the story of um, of the dress. <laughs> and um, I there were so many uh, parts that um, I had to sort of work on really in and of myself to um, make myself ready for marriage. But um, the dress was sort of the icon uh, for, okay, you're going to be a bride and that means you're going to be a wife and you're going to have to take on the characteristics um, of that. And one day I finally found a dress that I thought would just be stunning on me as I, uh, march down the aisle, so to speak. And so I got a picture of that dress and um, I put it where I could see it on a daily basis. And every day that I saw that dress, it really did excite me because I knew that I was going to look <laughs> really good in that dress because it was it was fashioned for a curvy gear, a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the picture was on a, a rather thin person, but I knew that just the way that it was made, um, my curves and my waistline were going to just pop in that dress and everything was going to be right with the world um, once I got in it. So um, I, I put that picture where I could see it every day. And lo and behold, one day, um, this, this is after um, I got engaged, um, my mother and I went um, dress shopping and um, the consultant, you know, after I put on the dress, it it really just hit me. Oh my gosh, I look great in this dress. And then it dawned on me, this is the dress that you have been looking at virtually every day for, you know, the past six months. Wow. And it does look great. And so I did a bit of a happy dance and I, (laughs) the consultant looked at me and she ran out and she did the replica of this dance for my mother. And she said, what does that mean? And my mother said, 
it means she's probably going to be getting that dress. And indeed, I did purchase that dress. And in doing so, it really just made me realize, wow, you stood there in the middle of your vision. Like I had had this vision for this dress before I even met my husband back when I didn't know when I was going to get married, back when I still could have had those feelings of um, despondency because I had not been married yet. And that was something that I had desired in my life. But instead, I got that dress and I had something to look forward to um, in terms of marriage. Now, granted, marriage is not simply about a dress. But like I said, the dress became the icon of what I needed to become as a wife, how I needed to, you know, change parts of my personality. And granted, I think I'm a pretty okay person <laughs> as it is, but, the, <laughs> but, married, but when it is, when you're married, it's a whole different story. It is indeed a different story. It is about that partnership. And I had been very self-directed for quite a while. And so looking at that dress, it was, it did make me happy, but it also made me realize you know, you're going to have to partner, like you're going to have to also be equally happy about, you know, going to your husband and letting him know what your plans are and deciding together if these are the right fit for your family now. So um, I came to realize that what it is we desire really in the manifestation process, it helps us to become more of who it is we are meant to be. So true. So let me walk you through that process for listeners who may not want to be married, but they want something else. So the first thing you did was you what you became clear about what you want. So how did you work step one in the process for your husband? Well, um, I had previously had lists. Okay. Of all the characteristics that I wanted in a husband, and and they could, I could write a list, honey. I could write a list for days. I could go on and on and on about, oh, how I wanted his last name, how many letters I wanted his last name, the size I wanted his hands to be, the color of his skin. I mean, I I could go on with a list. And one day I decided I didn't need all of that in a list. Mm-hmm. I just needed these few specific things. So I found the things that I valued. And I made a list according to those things. And the list was rather short because sometimes when you um, are, are going through the process, you get to realize that what it is you're asking for, sometimes you get to become it as well. Now, I couldn't become a man. Um, I couldn't grow a beard necessarily. And I couldn't shave my head um, necessarily. But um, I did need to become more of a partner. Right. Um, and have take on those characteristics. So um, my list became rather short. So I took those value-based characteristics and just had a really short list of things that were important to me and that I could recognize when it showed up. And so how did you go through the process step two when you were believing for your husband? Oh, now, see, that was such an easy and dreamy process for me because, you know, who doesn't love to appreciate something that they're looking forward to having? I would go through the store and if I just smelled the right 
scent um, if I were in the men's department, I would stand there for a few extra seconds and just revel in it for a little for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really accustomed to shopping in the men's department. Now, yes, I'd go for my brother's birthday or uncle's birthday or Father's Day or something along those lines, but just browsing through the men's department, that wasn't something that I necessarily had a need to do. But whenever I'd go looking for something for myself, I'd take a moment to just tiptoe over to the men's department and find something there to appreciate because I knew once I became married that I would be, you know, shopping for my spouse periodically. That's a great example. And then step three, how did, what did you do? That requisition process, you know, I, I can relate to people who have a challenge with that because I too experienced um, that challenge. But once I realized, okay, this is the creation process. This is where you get to be detailed and specific about what it is you want. So you get to say, I want him to have a full black beard. I want my husband or I desire to have my husband um, have a round, a bald head. And can I just insert this and Uh say, when I met my husband, I I complimented him on his bald head and his (laughs) full black beard. And you know what he told me? He said, well, you know what? It's kind of odd because about two weeks before I met you, I just wanted to change and I shaved my head. It it was thinning. He said my hair was thinning and I just shaved my head (laughs) and I decided to let my, my, my beard grow a little bit fuller. So... So <laughs> what it is you are looking for is actually looking for you. So Dr. Went, you really created your husband, right? Indeed, we co-created this together. <laughs> so true. And how did you go through the process of step four? The the engagement process. Um, you know, I I, I, I love music and um, because I worked in an environment and it was largely female. So I saw women a lot and I love my coworkers. I love my girlfriends. I love being um, around the people who are um, in my life. But I decided to intentionally bring those images of men into my world. Um, I did so with music. I, I, I picked out specific audience. Um, artists that I wanted to listen to who were male. And I also, you know, um, watched more uh, shows that had uh, men in it who looked like someone that may be fitting for me um, to marry. And that was generally um, on a on a um, prescription uh, basis, there was a a, a show. Um, can I say uh, can I say the name of the show? I may not have to, but I subscribed to um, a show that that was of um, images of uh, black men um, just being uh, just, you know, in their everyday habitat. And so I, I binged watched that show with uh, one of my girlfriends and we had such a great time just laughing and um, enjoying um, all of the scenes in, in that um, in, in that show. And so you were actually for listeners, she was actually immersing herself <laughs> I in, did. In, in the middle of her probability of what uh, 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 of what she wanted her uh, intention to really look and feel like. And so let's talk about people who are going through that process. That sounds really great. But how would they deal with obstacles uh, that come their way during the process? Because, you know, a lot of times you may think, oh, how is this going to happen? Or your attention may drift. What insight could you give people about how can they continue through the process and overcome problems or obstacles? 
Oh, Constance, I love this question because optimism really combats obstacles. And I know sometimes, trust me, I know that sometimes it is difficult to be optimistic in the face of adversity. But if you can find a way to be optimistic, despite the fact that it feels like it's never going to come and change that into just the opposite, because it feels like this, it has to be right around the corner. I mean, it has to be closer than ever right now. Like if you can find a way to keep your optimism up, it will catapult you over that obstacle. And so what else can listeners do? Do you have any other tips for them to really become uh, faithfully focused on what they want? I, I do. I, I think um, when we think about the word um, focus, one way to stay focused on something is to be interested in it. So you have to really genuinely be interested in what it is um, you desire and what it is you are asking for. And you really do have to make that the center of your attention. If I went so far as to tell you how I made this the center of my attention, (laughs) you may think, wow, she had too much time on her. (laughs) But I I unplugged from social media. I turned my TV off except for anything that I subscribed to. And I only subscribed to those things that were um, aligned with my vision for myself. Because the media sometimes, it it really is used to dissuade you from having those things that that you want. You don't see a lot of um, happily married Black women in... um, in the media. So I, I didn't even, I didn't look to that. I, I went to a subscription to, uh, to see that. And, um, I, 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 I decided not to think about the statistic that said 52% of, um, black women won't ever get married. I say, you know what? 48%, <laughs> I will be in the 48% of women who get married. And not only will I be married, I will be happily married. So you have to set up those structures in your mind that defy the odds before they even arise. Yeah, that's good. Anything else? That's that's great. Uh, why, why are you thinking about that? I uh, was telling one of my clients, you know, they want more wealth. I said, start studying the stock market. Start reading about mutual funds. You know, um, you know, just start getting ready and prepared for wealth. What are you going to do when the money comes? What charities are you going to give to? And Absolutely. so just like you said, getting given your attention and your focus on that. Absolutely. And, and if I had another suggestion, it mm-hmm. would be the best and the final. It would be meditation. Ooh, talk about Quite- that. Yes, meditation, that the act of simply quieting your mind for the to the extent that you can and directing your thoughts to really thoughtlessness, if that makes um, any sense. You can't ever probably be completely thoughtless, but to um, rid yourself of the anxiety, because when we are trying to manifest something, it's because we want it and we want it probably for a reason. And not having it is probably causing you some anxiety. But if you can just find a way to breathe through it and to allow yourself to let go of the anxiety associated with not having it, 
and just begin to feel as though you do so that that anxiety can dissipate for any amount of time during the day, um, you will get further than you would have without it. So did you visualize? I know when, when you were meditating, were you just getting your mind clear and just following your breath or were you actually uh, visualizing and feeling and seeing yourself already married? You know, when I meditated, I I, I didn't visualize a okay. lot because I couldn't hold the vision of it long enough. And when I realized that I couldn't, I, I stopped trying to. And I said, that's okay, because there are other ways to engage um, with this. So I just wanted to get my mind clear and just be at a place of peace, knowing that it will come. That's great insight, because sometimes when you have have never experienced something and and that particular thing, event, person or state of living is what you desire. It is hard to hold a vision of it, but all of the things that, that Dr. Turner went really shared, you, you really, on the other hand, immersed yourself in that vision. And I love that you use that word because Constance, that is what I did. And and when, uh, like I, I said before, when it is that you want something that you haven't had, or when you want something that you've had a particularly negative experience with, and you want to uh, transform that, you do have to immerse yourself in the new energy of what it is you desire for your future. So you, you use the word energy. What do you mean by that? Well, everything is is energy. Um, And what you desire is energy. And um, when when you think about your heart and your brain, which is part of what faith and focus is, faith uh, emanates from your heart and focus emanates from your brain. um, Those two things are communicating with each other Mm -hmm. constantly and consistently all day long. They never stop communicating with each other. Likewise, they never stop communicating with the things that are in the outer world. And those signals that you send out are magnetic and they draw to you the matter that you are thinking about just the way that you are thinking of it, which is energy. I love the way you describe that. And so for listeners... You know, if you want more wealth and you're thinking about, oh, my God, the economy, you know, uh, you, you, you can't attract a different vibration, a new vibration in an old one. And, oh, and, so true. <laughs> and, and so, so, so Dr. Went sounds like that even on maybe a lonely Friday night where you might have worked really hard all week and you came home alone, you chose to get into the energy of, I'm so excited about having love in my life. I'm going to be married. We're going to be sitting on this couch. Is that what you did? 
You are reading my mind. Can I tell you a, a quick story? You can. <laughs> so I, uh, one of my girlfriends um, had recently gotten into um, a relationship. And so she decided to have a, a couple's dinner for her, her birthday. And I had just decided I was going to be so authentic in, in my life that I wasn't going to go anywhere else with someone to whom I was not authentically coupled um, with. So I, I had decided I was going to this birthday dinner alone, although I knew that there would be only couples there. I really don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know what really made me do that, but I'm so glad that I did. So as 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 life would have it, um, traffic got in the way a bit and I showed up late, but right on time because one of the ladies who was there, her husband was just leaving because he decided to be on call for someone and he actually got a call, which they were not expecting. She told me, she was like, he never takes an extra on call and he never gets called when he's on call. And that night he took an on call and he got called. Um, so it worked out and I sat next to her and she and I had just a, a wonderful conversation. We, It was delightful. We laughed the whole time and I, I left feeling really great. I'm like, wow, that felt like, you know, just the perfect date. You had such a great time. <laughs> Think about the fact that you were there with you know 10 other couples who were all you know lovey-dovey and it was it was it was just a wonderful time um there and right after I had that thought I remembered oh you have a 45 minute drive home and when you get there it is just going to be you and I felt the tears well up in my eyes a bit and mm -hmm. I felt the heat in the back of my throat as though I were going to, to cry and I decided, no, you will not, you will not cry. <laughs> what you will do is think all the way home about what a wonderful time you're going to have when you get, when you get home, you are going to take a shower. You're going to think about all of the lovely um, uh, fragrances that you have to choose from for your shower. You're going to decide before you even get home, which one you're going to, you know, have your bubble bath in. And um, when you get home, this is what you are going to do and you're going to be happy on this drive home. Yes. And so on my drive home, I thought about that and, you know, I kind of got into conversation, you know, with myself about just making sure that I always had, you know, nice things that smelled good mm -hmm. at home, even when I got married and how my husband was going to appreciate that. And I got home and, you know, went through my, my nightly routine and went to bed and just cleared off a space for my husband. And I was, I was in, I was going to be extra intentional that night because <laughs> drive home, I had to fight back tears. Um, and I was thinking, wow, you're at this age and you're fighting back tears um, because of this. And, and it is true. I was authentic to myself and I did. Um, but that, that showed me a lot about just remaining optimistic and not allowing that despondency to take place when you're at the point of a breakthrough. That's so and powerful. So, Go ahead. Yes. And, and I got home and I, I did those things and um, I cleared off a space for my husband um, and I, I went to sleep and I woke up the next morning and I knew that I had up leveled somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I knew my energy had gotten to a place where nothing was going to bring me down about manifesting marriage ever again. And really from that point on, I could go wherever I was going authentically with myself. And I, I didn't have to, I didn't have to have um, 
a person with me. Now, I could have called someone for that birthday party. I could have called a number of people and had a date, but I would not have learned the lesson of staying optimistic, of staying in the energy of, I know that this is happening in my life and it is just a matter of time. And it really was just a short matter of time after that, that I met my husband. Wow. So powerful. And so, so listeners, whether you, you, your intention is a new career to have a baby, to get married, to release weight, this process uh, that Dr. Went shared will work for anybody who will work it. And wow, just thanks so much for, uh, for, for the investment, uh, Dr. Went, that it took to really put this on paper and share with the world. So tell our listeners about your website, uh, how, how can they get this book, your services, et cetera. Well, my website is www.drturnerwent.com. And there is um, a link to Amazon on that website where people can either go to the website, drturnerwent.com and order the book, or they can go straight to Amazon and order the book. It's also available at barnesandnoble.com to order the book. And um, I hope that they are so inspired to do so. Great process. So are you happily married? Constance, <laughs> indeed I am. Uh, when I tell you that that um, people say to me, "Wow, like when did this happen?" And, and that was another inspiration for me writing the book because after I got married, so many women came to me and they were like, "How did you do this?" And, and at first, I really didn't understand what they were implying, but they they were implying you went from being thirty nine and not married to being married. Like, how did you do it? It seems so simple. And everyone said that to me. This seemed like it came so easy to you. Mm-hmm. And by that time, it did seem easy because I had gone through this process but and gotten in alignment with what it was I was asking for. But as long as you are holding yourself um, in, um, as long as you're incongruent, having those thoughts that are incongruent with what it is you desire, you, you'll get something that looks like it and, and it just may not be it. And you will continue to do that for as long as your thoughts are, are resonating at a, at a discordant level with what it is you're asking for. But once that alignment happened, it did feel easy. And yeah. it's not easy all of the time being married, but it is so worth it. It is so worth it. And, you know, this is the last thing I'm going to say, I think, because our feelings tell us what we really believe. And so on that long drive home, that 45 minute drive home that night, you started to feel, oh, wow, I'm going home by myself. But then you made a decision to change that and to begin to really get into the energy, live in the probability of what you want. So I really want to encourage listeners to do that and don't be moved by your five senses because God has already done everything. You know, uh, we're not waiting on God. (laughs) God's God's waiting on us to align. Absolutely. And so uh, I'm excited about this show. Thank you so much. We've been trying to do this for a while, but (laughs) all things in divine order. And it was really powerful. 
Thank you so much for having me, Constance. Well, thank you. And everybody, of course, remember to visit my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. And uh, as I say every week, you may not know it or feel it, but you are surrounded by love and support from a God who is miraculous. You're you're one with that energy. And uh, I want you to think and say this. Something good is going to happen to me and through me this week. Decide to have a great week. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.